This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another day at the shores. It's time for season two, episodes one and two. So when we last talked, uh, Trace got arrested, and now in season two, episode one, we have Abby coming to get him out of jail. He spent eight hours in jail. Come to find out there is a warrant for his arrest out in Nashville, and so that's why he got booked and Abby bailed him out. So Trace goes back to Nashville, um, and he appears before a judge in her chambers, along with his lawyer and throughout the episode we see trace kind of making amends for the accident that happened what comes to a head is when he visits the man that he put in the hospital because of the accident so there is um while they're in the judge's chambers the judge reads a note from john who was the man who was put in the hospital because of the accident And John is pretty much saying that, you know, it could have been any one of us behind that wheel because we were all tired. We were all overexerting ourselves. It just happened to be Trace. So it's really no fault of his own. And if you want to accuse him of anything, you should be accusing all of us. So the judge ended up delivering a verdict of um, $500 fine that he has to pay in lieu of time being served. So Trace wants to go and thank John, and John is tremendously upset. And at first, I'm like, yo, why are you, like, all on Trace? But then I get it. Like, what hurt John the most was that Trace just up and left. He didn't stay. He didn't um, work it out. He didn't go. He didn't. He wasn't there for John during his recovery. But I guess the accident was so traumatic to Trace, he he wanted to remove himself far away from anything that reminded him of it. But can you imagine the rejection that John felt? Because it's, it's like, dude, you you get me into this accident. Like, I understand, like, you know, we were all tired, but then you're just going to up and leave and not be here with me to see me through it all. So I can understand why John is mad at him. Um, he even started tearing up, which made me, I was like, yo, yeah, I I get it. Um, which is, it's hard, but Trace just goes back to Chesapeake shore. So I don't know if we're ever going to see anything with the friend John or even with that, that situation. And speaking of Trace, um, going back to Chesapeake shores, he, he goes, um, no, that's not. That's episode two. So now let's move on to Mick. There is this really beautiful line that Mick says to Bree towards the end of the episode. Um, throughout this episode, Bree is going back and forth between going to Chicago and staying at Chesapeake Shores with this writing job that she has now. And the theme of this episode is really it is the last days before summer is ending and as a Chesapeake Shores tradition they have a lantern festival to kind of commemorate the end of summer so 
Everyone's gearing up for this Lantern Festival. And Brie and Dad have a moment to themselves. And she's really just kind of bouncing how she feels off of them, you know. And Mick says, I have it here. He says, life is more about rewriting than writing. If you don't like what's on the page, then change it. Woo! I felt that, especially as I'm working on my own novel, getting so caught up with how it will be received, how I will be perceived as an author. I think that was, I know he was giving life advice, but even as a writer, I just, I really, I really took to that. And I thought that that was a beautiful, a very beautiful line. So on top of mom moving back to Chesapeake Shores, we have Gran now, who is back from Ireland. But we don't, the one thing I was upset, like we don't hear nothing of her trip we don't know what's going on. What Maybe we'll get more of that as the season progresses. We'll get little glimpse, glimpses into what Gran's trip was like. But Gran is back from Ireland, and it's because she heard Mick and his brother Thomas. They are feuding over some land called the O'Brien Trust, which was left to them by their grandfather. And... F- um, coincidentally, that is the the land or the deal that Abby's company is doing the financial analysis for. So Abby's learning a lot about the relationship between her dad and her uncle and just learning more about the family and the, the piece of land that was inherited by them, which, again, we got another inheritance thing. Can I get some family with some land, please? Thank you. And this episode ends beautifully with the Lantern Festival and Trace is finally introduced to Abby's daughters. Up until this point, the daughters have no idea who Trace is, what Trace is, and why Trace is. And it's a a beautiful scene, Trace meeting the, the kids. And then Jess impulsively takes on a wedding because one of her aunts is in town and so her she finds out that one of her cousins is getting married and so she's like oh my gosh let's have it at the b&b and then she's like oh my gosh what did i just do (laughs) so cue episode two episode two is all about just planning this wedding she's and she has a week to plan it and David is with her the entire time. And now we can see that David really is developing feelings for Jess. They are trying on wedding dresses and tuxedos for the bride and groom. But of course, Gran and dad misinterprets it as Jess and David getting married, which now that I've seen all the dang previews for season five was just a foreshadowing of what's to come. But um, now, like you can see David, like I said, beginning to get feelings. He because there's this one moment where Jess is like, why is everyone staring at me? And then both Mick and David say at the same, they say at the same time, it's because you're beautiful. And then Mick and Grant look at David and then David walks off like, um, can we fix this time? Like he goes to the, the seamstress or the tailor. That part was really funny. Connor, he is applying for jobs. He's finally graduated law school. So we have him applying for some jobs in this episode And then we see a lot about Martin and Brie in this episode. Martin is a scrub. We do not like Martin. He is a whole, he's trash. He is grade A garbage. And the way he treats Brie when she comes, because she decides to go back to Chicago and to to write this play and have this play be, be produced. And 
Martin completely changed everything in the in the script and it's very male centric and chauvinistic in a way and Martin just treats Brie horribly like he's mad disrespectful to her and Brie is not having it so she writes a page that actually (laughs) she writes what she says is a new page of the script which is actually her saying I'm actually going to move back to Chesapeake Shores and y'all can go somewhere is what she said (laughs) So there's this beautiful scene while Jess is preparing for the wedding where she needs to make a cake and Connor can't do it. Grand can't do it. Dad doesn't want to do it. And so Jess is finally left there with her mom and we see them have a beautiful moment together. And there was also something I wanted to mention that, that Abby talked about with Jess in season in episode one of this season. Because Jess has really been giving her mom a hard time. And Abby says, which I completely agree with, Abby's like, Jess, it's time for you to grow up and not more so get over it, but begin to work through it. Stop holding her at arm's length like she is your mother. You only have one mother, um, which I, I appreciated. And so also in episode two, Mick decides he wants to sell the club. And Trace is like, what? No, I need, I like this club. What are we doing? And by the end of the episode, Trace plays a song at the wedding. And Mick is like, you know what? I'm not going to sell the club. You're right. Chesapeake needs a, a venue. I'm your partner. Everything's back on. And we finally meet Mick's brother, Thomas. Up until this point, he's just been a theory. We've only seen him in pictures. But he comes to the wedding. And we end up, um, the episode concludes with Mick saying, well, hello, Thomas. And Thomas is like, well, hello, Mick. And then, you know, fade to black. And, oh, I will be remiss if I didn't mention this. Kevin and Abby, while they were on their way to their mom's kind of like housewarming, if you will, they witness a car accident where Kevin um, goes immediately into like um, rescue mode. And he actually ends up saving the driver's life because of the medical knowledge that he was able to employ in that situation. And the firefighters and paramedics are like, you did your thing. And there was one thing, the camera shot to one of the, the female paramedics or firefighters twice and so I'm thinking hold on is this someone that we're going to see again is it because I there's no coincidences like there's a reason why they they the camera um, went to her as she looked back at Kevin I was like okay there's something that's going to be there at least I hope so because at this point Kevin is saying Herman Georgia they're they're just talking I don't even know if they have anything left in terms of their relationship But we also get to see a little bit of Kevin dealing with his PTSD um, as he's helping his mom unpack a box of, I don't know if it was like kitchen tools, but it makes a really loud, it makes a really loud noise as it falls to the floor. And Kevin just kind of has to get his bearings because, because of that loud noise, it almost triggers him being back in Afghanistan, which I saw in an up TV movie called Love Alaska. Um, when the main character, the, the woman, she was popping bubble wrap and that triggered our male lead to being back into, I forget where he was, where he served. Um, 
but it kind of triggered him being back in that in that environment so i thought that that was that was a that was a very beautiful thing to see in the sense that we're learning more about Kevin and what he's been going through and what he he's dealing with in the moment because personally I don't think we we learn a lot about Kevin in season one so I'm glad that we're starting to see more about him and learn more of what he may be going through with these two episodes so yeah there's there's really not much um with these two episodes with season two but i'm 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 gonna truck along like like um i put this in my stories my name is now dara o'brien so i'm just gonna see what else my family is is up to within these coming episodes and especially as i keep seeing these previews of season five um, learning how we get to that point and what what happens up to that point. So this will conclude our time at the shores for today. If you, I want you to let me know, what do you think about Chesapeake Shores? What did you think about these two episodes? You can let me know through a, through voice message. There is a link in the show notes where it will take you to a page where you're able to leave me a minute's worth of your thoughts and I can play it here on the podcast. Who is your favorite character in Chesapeake Shores? Let me know. I would love to dialogue with you guys. And as always, be sure to follow Dear Hallmark on YouTube and Instagram and be sure to rate and review the podcast if you are listening via Apple Podcasts. So with that being said, you guys, I will talk to you guys in the next episode.